thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We're so glad to have you with us today for Jesus the Healer. And we invite you, get a notepad, follow along, take notes, get your Bible because we're believing God for answers for you and clarity um, for you. The wisdom of God made known to you for your situation. We've been taking weeks now and teaching on following the Holy Spirit and what a thrill it has been to teach along this direction. Go back and watch previous episodes. It'll be a help to you. Um, we know this, God planned it. Jesus purchased it and the spirit leads us into it. Well, what is that? Talking about the inheritance that belongs to us. Talking about all that God has planned. We need divine help in, in uh, living that out. And we have divine help. We have the divine genius on the inside of us. And we're learning to pay attention to him, acknowledge him, turn toward him because he will not insert himself uninvited. Amen. The more we turn toward him, the more experience we'll have at knowing his leading for our lives. And we've said this before, but it's so true that we should come to a place that in our everyday life, in a moment, we know exactly how the spirit's leading us. Amen. The leading belongs to us. We, if we'll become sensitive to the Holy Spirit and our spirits, then uh, we can know in a moment exactly, yes, go this direction. No, don't go that direction. Why? We can follow the peace within. You shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace is what Isaiah 55 says. And uh, the Holy Spirit will lead us. And that, that leading um, is in conjunction with peace. So when you have peace about a certain direction, that means that's the spirit leading you to do it. If you don't have peace, and I'm talking about in your spirit about something, then don't go that direction. That's the spirit's leading. And so we've said so much about recognizing the spirit's leading. We want you to get, get hold of that. Go back and watch the previous episodes. But looking again, uh, this has been one of our main verses throughout this series is Romans 8 verse 14. And it reads, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Yes. Now notice this. We're seeing this, that God is committing that his sons will be led yes. by his Spirit. Yes. Yes. He's committing himself to that. We could read this verse this way. The sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. Yes. They're not led by their minds. They're not led by their emotions, by their feelings, by circumstances. They're led by the Spirit of God. Now that's verse 14, but I think it's interesting to note the verse right before this. Verse 
13 says, for if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But it, look at this, but if you through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. So it's interesting to note that mortifying the deeds of the flesh is spoken of before God promises to lead us. Now, what's this mean? To be sensitive to the spirit's leading, we have to deal with the flesh. We have to keep the flesh under. Because if your flesh is the dominant feature of you, you will not be sensitive to your spirit as you ought to be. So I think it's so interesting. He's talking about the flesh right before he's talking about being led of the spirit. Don't let your flesh dominate you because it will desensitize you to how the spirit of God is leading you because God doesn't lead through your flesh. He he doesn't lead through your mind. He leads through your spirit. So the more we keep the, the flesh under, mortify the deeds of the flesh. What's the word mortify? Well, it means to deaden. So the more we, if I could say this, the more we deprive the flesh of dominating us, then our spirit can take dominance. Okay. Um, I want to look in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. Paul, who was this wonderful apostle of God who penned about half of the New Testament, wrote about half of the New Testament. Notice what he's, and he's talking about his body in this verse. He says, I keep under my body. When he's saying, I keep under my body, he's not referring to himself as a body. I keep under. Who's the I? He said, my spirit is the real me. You are a spirit. You possess a soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions, and you live in a body. The body is not the real you. Your spirit's the real you. You are a spirit. You possess a soul. You live in a body. Don't let what you live in lead you. Don't live the, let the flesh, the body guide you because you only live in that body. It's not your lead. You are not a body. You are a spirit. Your spirit is equipped to lead you because the Holy Spirit dwells there. Your body's not equipped to lead you. That's not what our body's purpose is for. Our body gives our spirit permission to be on the earth. You know, uh, I've heard this by different ministers. They will call your body, your earth suit. Just like as astronaut, they need a certain suit to be in outer space. That's their, their astronaut suit. Well, the body is the earth suit. It's cloaking the spirit, giving the spirit permission to be here in the earth. The body dies. The spirit has to leave. Your spirit leaves. It goes back to the father of spirits in heaven. Um, but your, your body was not given to lead you. When an astronaut puts on his astronaut suit in that outer space realm, he's not wearing that suit so that suit can lead him. He's moving that suit around 
with his direction. Even so, your body is not to take the lead until your spirit, how it's going to go. And Paul said, I keep under my body. What does he keep it under? Under the authority of my spirit. He says, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. What's he saying? I keep my body subject to my spirit. My spirit's in dominion and my body is subject to my spirit. Notice who's going to do that. Not God. He said, I keep under my body. I bring it into subjection less by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. So this is what Paul is saying. I, my spirit dominates me, not my flesh. And it's by my doing that I choose that flow. If a man's body is, um, if a man's body is allowed to take the lead in his life, his body will lead him off course because his body will only do what suits the flesh, not what suits the spirit. Amen. We're not to allow our, we're not to yield to our bodies over our spirits. We yield to our spirits. What is, what is our spirit directing us to do? and not yield to the body. Amen. Amen. We yield to our um, spirits by obeying and following our spirits and not yielding to the desires of the flesh. Now you'll have desires in your flesh and you'll have talked to those say, no, you're not taking my life into ruin. You're not taking me off course. Amen. Amen. To do that for your your body to remain subject to your spirit, your spirit has to be stronger than your body. Develop your spirit. Feed your spirit with the word. Act on the word that's in your spirit. We also uh, keep from yielding to our bodies by guarding our thought life. Your spirit here. Your body here, they're never on the same team. (laughs) The flesh is at enmity with God. I mean, your spirit wants, your spirit always wants to do right. If you're born again, your spirit wants to do right. Your spirit wants to be right with God. The flesh will want to do things that are wrong. So you have here the spirit, you have here the body. What's the variable? There's the mind in the middle. There's the mind. So if the mind is brought into uh, right thinking. What is that? Thinking in line with the word. The, the mind will side in with the spirit. Yes. And then you got two against one. Yes. Two against one wins. Yes. But if the mind is left undisciplined, mm-hmm. uncontrolled, allowed to think anything it wants, go, touch into anything it wants, yes. it will side, and not renewed with the word. That means not taking on God's way of thinking not thinking in line with the word, then the mind will side in with the flesh. Then you've got the flesh and the mind against the spirit and guess what's going to win? The mind and the the flesh will start dominating you. So what do we want to do for our spirit to dominate us? Get our minds siding in with our spirit. A spiritual giant is one whose heart and mind agree with God. So uh, the life of God is in us. The nature of God is in our spirit, but we have to think right. Renew our minds with the word of God. As we do, then our spirit can dominate us and not our flesh. Whichever one the mind sides with is the one that's going to dominate us. If our mind sides with our flesh, our flesh will dominate us. If our mind sides with our spirit, our spirit will dominate us. Amen. 
So I would say this to you um, also, don't just, um, well, let, let, let me read this. I want to go back to, before I go any further, uh, let's go back to Romans chapter 8, verse 16. It says this, Paul is writing, he says, for if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you, look at this, through the spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. Through the Spirit. Let's say this, through following the Spirit. Yes. That's through the Spirit, right? right? Yes, because when you follow the Holy Spirit in your spirit, but what about this? Through the Spirit, through praying in the Spirit, speaking in other tongues. As you take time to speak in other tongues, the deeds of the flesh are pushed down. The desires of the flesh are overridden because your, your, your spirit man is charged up, built up. Jude says, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, what? Praying in the Holy Ghost. So charge yourself up because whatever is charged up is what's going to dominate. If your flesh is charged up, it'll dominate. But you can charge up your spirit and it will dominate. When your spirit is dominating you, you will be more sensitive to how the spirit is leading you. The Holy Spirit is leading your spirit. If your flesh is dominating you, your flesh will, if I could say this, um, it will over, it'll make you not as sensitive to the Holy Spirit, what he's saying to you. Because your flesh is dominating. Notice how, you say, Pastor Nancy, how do I become more sensitive to the Holy Spirit and how he's leading me so I can follow the Spirit? One of the primary ways, pray in other, pray in other tongues. Yes. Because it helps keep the flesh under, the desires of the flesh, the, the bad habits of the flesh keeps them in check. And anyone who will, now see, feeding on the Word, Feeding on the word will help keep that flesh in check. Praying in the spirit will help keep that flesh in check. Staying in fellowship with God through prayer helps keep that flesh in check. Haven't you ever noticed when you haven't been feeding on the word and like you ought, you haven't been fellowshiping with God as you ought and somebody says something, come here, let's fight. You know, your flesh just, oh, come on. We're going to go there, let's go. That's a sign. That's a sign that your flesh is dominating you over your spirit. And why is that? Because we're not giving our, we're not giving our spirit its proper attention, giving it spirit food through feeding on the word, through praying in the spirit, fellowshipping with God. If we pray in the spirit, feed on the word, fellowship with God in prayer, it will help us become more sensitive to the Holy Spirit and our own spirits. Amen. Amen. We don't have to live this life scratching our head going, I'm not sure how to follow my spirit. Praying in the Holy Spirit, feeding on the word, having fellowship with God in prayer. Um, before, uh, look to the Holy Spirit's leading when you go to set your faith for something. If you're going to believe for something, check, check to his, his guide. Holy Spirit, what should I be believing for about this? I remember years ago, um, I did tent crusades. When I first started, God said to me, tonight the call has come for you to take a tent and go. And so I went into inner cities and I did this. Oh my goodness, this was in the 80s. 
And uh, we had a certain method of what, how we carried that out. And it was a joyous time of ministry. I, I so enjoyed that season. And we had about 200 people one night, the first night under the tent. And, and um, I, I gave the altar call and about 50 people came forward. I went back to the hotel room that night and I said, God, that, that was not suitable for me in the sense of there were more there that were not saved. And uh, thank God for the 50. I do thank God, but there were more. And um, the Spirit of God said to me, he said, you never set your faith for how many? What's he saying? He's saying, I'll direct you. And this is what I said to the Spirit. I said, how can I know how many to believe for when I don't even know how many is going to be there? He said, I know how many is going to be there. I thought, oh, fresh thought, Nancy. Like I said, this was back in the, the late 80s. And I said, okay, how many is going to be there tomorrow night? And he, he said to me, believe for 200 to be saved. I said, okay. Now, the first night, 50 got born yeah. again. He said, believe, set your faith for 200 to be saved. I said, okay. I set my faith. I call for 200 salvations. I claim them in Jesus' name. Now, the first night, there were 200 people present. 50 people got yes. saved. I go back that second night. I've claimed 200. There were 250 people present. I go, ooch. <laughs> you know, the natural mind, the natural mind. I go 200 present, 50 got saved first night. There's 250. If I'm going by ratio, <laughs> this looks slim. That, that second night, 250 present, I preached. Over 200 people came to the altar. Amen. Why? I let the Holy Spirit yes. help me, yeah. help, mm. help direct mm. what I set my faith on. Yeah, that's good. Don't just randomly decide yeah. what you're going to. Look to the Holy Spirit. He'll yes. lead you and guide you even on what to set your faith on. For your business? Mm. What about this? For you have your own business. You're believing for a customer base. He'll, he'll help direct you so that you don't cheat yourself by setting your faith too low. Yeah. And then he'll help keep you sound by not trying to believe beyond where your faith is at. Look to his counsel because he he wants you to believe accurately. Amen. So before you set your faith, look to the inward witness. What would he say to you? Now, why? Because we read this, that the spirit of God will lead us into all truth. Well, he knows the truth about situations. He'll lead us into what the word says, but he'll also lead you into the truth of your situation. Now, let me, when it comes to uh, healing, follow the spirit's leading regarding healing. Now, let me give you an example of this. Um, Years ago, when my husband, now my husband went home to be with the Lord when he was 72. Um, When he was in his late 50s, um, he had gone to the doctor, did not really have uh, really any strong symptoms of anything, but just having a very minor situation checked out. And, the, and it, he was surprised when the doctor said, you've got cancer. And he said, and, you know, and then he went on to tell the advancement of it. And they were basically saying uh, within two years, this could take your life. Uh, we left that doctor's office that day. And when we left the doctor's office, 
we had driven there in separate cars. Mm -hmm. We both drove back home, but we were in separate vehicles. He arrived back home a few minutes before I did. When I walked in, my husband said to me, I've already got the answer. And I said, what do you mean you got the answer? And he said, when I came home, he said, I said to God, God, you don't miss it. I've missed it somewhere. Where did I miss it? And he said, when God, when he said that to God, the spirit of God spoke to him and said two things. Number one, I've dealt with you for years about resting your body. He said, you would rest for a short time. Then you'd go back to your bad habits. Now listen to me. When there's bad habits, whatever they may yes. be yeah. in our lives, yeah. if we persist in them for a long period of time, when in younger years, those bad habits might not have the result, right. but later yeah. there's the momentum of that bad habit and it's building up a case against us, so to speak. Um, he said, he said, you would deal with that bad habit of not resting properly for a time, but then you go back to your bad habit. Um, I, I, I love something that Dr. Lester Summerall said to us years ago. Now, Dr. Lester Summerall, bold man of faith. He was our pastor for years. And he said this, what, um, let, let me think of the correct wording on this. He said, what you, what you don't master when you're young will rule you when you're old. What you don't master when you're young will rule you when you're old. In other words, every one of us have something we need to gain mastery over. And if we don't gain mastery, when we're older, we'll be set in that habit and things will be in place. Sometimes people think, I don't know why that person died or what. Sometimes it's just habits that were never addressed. And that's what the Spirit of God was telling my husband that yeah. day. There's a bad habit you have in place. Yes. And that is you don't rest properly. Listen, I, I was married to the man, yeah. precious man. That man didn't stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we have to realize um, sometimes people think it's discipline to go, 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 go when it's really lack of discipline that doesn't know when to rest. Sometimes for people who are goers, they're high strung, they're very, they just go all the time. They're going to have to put a discipline in place to rest the body properly. And it's a lack of discipline not to do that. Well, I've got to go do the work of the ministry. You're not the savior. You're not the Savior. You are not the only one. And the Spirit of God will never lead you to run down your body. He'll never lead you to run down your body. You're welcome. You know what I do? I didn't mean to get off on this, but just like I schedule preaching days, I schedule rest days into my calendar. I do that at the first of the year. I do that when I set up my main meetings of where I'm going. I set certain rest days in there and I rest. I don't sit in a chair and do business. I rest. And um, so my husband, this is what the Spirit of God said to him. See, he looked to the Spirit of God for what to set his faith on. My husband didn't come home from that doctor's appointment where he's diagnosed with cancer and just start throwing healing verses at his need. 
He looked to the Spirit's counsel, what do I need to set my faith on? What do I need to address? And the Spirit of God said, number one, he said, you don't rest your body. You get into that, you've gotten into that bad habit and you've never corrected. You just keep going back to the bad habit. Well, we've all been guilty of that, haven't we? We've all been guilty. Listen, if the Spirit's dealing with us about something, it's no longer insignificant. Anything he gets involved in has significance. And he he knows it might look small today, but if this small thing, this little fox is left undealt with, it grows to be a big fox. What's the word say? The little foxes spoil the vine. Why? Because those those little foxes keep eating on that vine and they grow big. (laughs) And they do even greater damage just like the smaller foxes do. What he's saying, if you leave something out of place too long, it just keeps growing and gaining momentum. So if the Spirit of God was dealing with him about resting, it's because it was going to become significant at some point. Yes. You're, you say, well, I have the life of God. Yes, but you still have a body. And you have to walk rightly with that body. Oh, you're, yes. you're, you're, still, you're still mortal. Yes. And so he said, that's the first thing. You're not resting properly. He said, number two, he said, you're not obeying me in the prophet's office. Mm-hmm. He said, I'd tell you to address something in a service and you wouldn't. And so, and and Ed said, okay, I repent of those two things. God said, okay, I forgive you. See, that's how easy it is. That's how simple. A very serious diagnosis had a very simple solution. And Ed said, okay, I repent. God said, okay, I forgive you. And he said, in 30 days, it'll all be gone. Ed went back to the doctor at day 28 and the, it was all gone. Amen. <laughs> he took some kind of a certain medication. It, it certainly was not a medication that would have cured it. It would have just held back basically yeah. symptoms. And the doctor on day 28, when my husband went to the hospital, back to the doctor, the doctor said, someone up there likes you. <laughs> well, it, it was someone in here was yes. helping him. Someone in him was helping him. That's what I'm saying. Look to the Holy Spirit on what to set your faith on. Because like I said, it wasn't healing verses Ed needed. It was corrections. And the, the Holy Spirit is the one that will lead you if there's corrections that need to, be, need to be made or if there's any kind of adjustments, anything you need to add, anything you need to subtract, anything you need to implement, look to the Spirit. Don't look to the devil in your mind. He'll tell you all kinds of wrong mess to trouble you and accuse you. No, look to your spirit because when the spirit leads, he'll always lead with peace. Amen. Well, we're, we're teaching out of our book, Following the Holy Spirit. We want you to get hold of it. It'll be a blessing to you. You can go to our website at deframeministries.org and place your order there and we'll get it right out to you. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. In Romans 8.14, God gives His children the promise that He will lead them by His Spirit, so we have a right to expect to be led. In this important book by Nancy Dufresne, Following the Holy Spirit, you will learn how to recognize and follow the leading of the Spirit and receive God's help in every arena of your life. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. 
This is Pastor Nancy Dufresne inviting you to join us for our annual Ladies' Conference right here in Murrieta, California, October the 3rd through the 5th, Tuesday through Thursday. We invite you to go to our website at DufresneMinistries.org and get more information. We look forward to seeing you there. God bless you. In Nancy Dufresne's classic book, The Greatness of God's Power, she teaches how God wants us to know His power that is in our direction. It belongs to us. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.